0: Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Make sure to check it out and let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, October 19th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go out and follow the podcast. You can also leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. If you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, good morning, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown Blackhawks your first listen here today. Apologies for the show. Coming out a a couple hours later, I didn't have any internet connection this morning, which was always fun, calling Xfinity and dealing with router issues. That's always how I want to start my Tuesday morning. Uh, So apologies for that. On the show today, though... I'll be breaking down all the latest news out of Blackhawks practice on Monday with forward Mike Hardman being recalled from the Rockford Icehawks and defenseman Ian Mitchell being sent back down to the AHL as the corresponding move. Then I'll also talk about the Blackhawks' changes in their forward lines yesterday with Alex DeBrinket and Patrick Kane no longer skating on the top line together, Dylan Strome also remains on the outside looking in and doesn't seem to have any hope of getting game reps with the Hawks in the near future. And then to wrap things up, I'll be going over an entire preview, plus the gambling lines and odds of the matchup with the New York Islanders later here tonight. But to start things out this morning, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the Blackhawks' latest roster moves that they made on Monday morning. And as I already mentioned, forward Mike Hardman, who put together... Uh, A really impressive training camp in preseason was the man who earned the Blackhawks' first call-up of the year, Uh, and I talked about that when they sent Hardman down that. It was just kind of, they didn't have the room for him. He he really did look tremendous when he got his opportunities, and in practice he was noticeable every day, but the Blackhawks just didn't have enough waiver-exempt players for Hardman to make the opening night lineup, but I had a feeling he was... Probably going to be, if not the first, then one of the first call-ups for the Blackhawks in the regular season. And I walked past Hardman at practice yesterday and gave him a nice, hey, welcome back, Hardy. And he told me, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Nice guy, Mike Hardman, is uh, a big teddy bear. (laughs) And uh, defenseman Ian Mitchell, after playing just eight games in the season opener last Wednesday, followed up. By being a healthy scratch in each of the last two contests, he was the one sent down to Rockford as a result of Hardman coming up. And I found this to be a little bit interesting because I honestly can't remember a time in the past when the Hawks rolled with only six active defensemen on the roster without dealing with any injuries. And with Hardman coming up, I fully would have expected that a forward was going to be sent back down to Rockford, possibly McKenzie Entwistle, since he's one of the few waiver-exempt forwards that's currently on the roster. But instead, the Hawks went a different route, and they're now rolling with 15 forwards and just 6 defensemen at the moment. So defensively, we'll have a pretty good idea of who's going to be in the lineup for the Blackhawks tonight against the Islanders. We'll have plenty more on that coming up on the show here in just a couple of minutes. But I also just want to talk real quick about... <sighs> The Blackhawks' reluctance to get Dylan Strome any sort of opportunities here to open up the season. Once again on Monday, Dylan Strome served as now one of the three extra forwards during Blackhawks' line rushes, and even Mike Hardman, who literally arrived on Monday morning, had a spot on the Hawks' third line over Dylan Strome right off the bat. And to me, the most confusing part about this situation is that Colleton and the Blackhawks, they have said publicly that they liked what they saw out of Dylan Strom in training camp. They thought he gave a, a good effort, and in the final couple preseason games when he actually got an opportunity, he, he looked the part, but for some reason, he just continues to be an afterthought at this point, point. and Mark Lazarus from The Athletic even asked Colleton about this situation after practice yesterday. Laz asked if there was any asset protection going on at the moment with Strom, to which like Colleton and the Blackhawks have done for the past couple of weeks now regarding the situation, didn't really provide much of an answer. Instead, all Colleton really talked about was how the team's just trying to find the right combination right now, and how he feels that Hardman's, Hardman's a guy that is tougher to play against, and they need a little bit more of that in the lineup, he thinks, right now. So basically, Colleton answered that question by saying nothing about Dylan Strome himself. So all, all of this, I mean, it it can't not smell fishy at this point, right? Like, it's got to be about asset protection. With all the trade rumors surrounding Strom recently, and also considering that the offense has looked horrible and, and hasn't done anything at 5-on-5 five five over these first three games, you know, for the the club to still have no interest in getting Strom in there at all. Yeah, I, I fully do believe this is about asset protection right now, I, I really do think they're doing this so he doesn't get hurt before they make a trade, and at this point, Stan, it's like, come on, dude, just just freaking trade him now, like, I, I know we're trying to get the best return possible out here, but if we're not going to play him, you know, get what you can and move on, I don't think anyone's going to be that willing to give uh, more generous of an offer than they already have at this point. Like I talked about on yesterday's episode, I really do think Strom's probably getting a third-round pick in return. So, um, let's get what you can and move on. You know, don't make this kid... I, I feel so bad for poor Dylan Strom. You know, he's got to be miserable right now and so frustrated with the organization, and is probably asking himself, you know, what can he do differently at this point? And unfortunately, I don't know... If there's an answer to that question right now for Stromer. And with Hardman's arrival, plus Colleton's decision to place him immediately in the lineup over Strom, I just really highly doubt that we'll ever see Strom in-game action for the Blackhawks again. All right, that wraps up the Blackhawks recalling forward Mike Hardman from the Rockford Ice Hogs on Monday. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to discuss the new forward lines that Coach Colleton rolled with in practice on Monday. But first, I need to talk to you all about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more right now at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. I also need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball has reached October. Playoff baseball is the best type of baseball. NFL and college football are also in the midst of their seasons. And the UFC has some incredible fights coming up in the next month. So for any sport you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment two now today, I also wanted to be sure to go over the changes that were made to the Blackhawks forward lines during Monday's practice by head coach Jeremy Collatin. And throughout the first three games, you know, even though there had been a couple of lineup changes, for the most part, the forward lines had remained pretty much the same as they were throughout the last couple weeks of camp and the preseason. But yesterday was the first time in practice this year that we've seen. Coach Jeremy Colleton switched things up a little bit up front. Most notably, on the top line, Alex DeBrinkett and Patrick Kane were not skating together. Kane did still skate on the line with Kirby Dock, who was recently promoted up there following a strong performance on Friday night versus the Devils. But instead of to it alongside them, Doc and Kane were joined by Brandon Hagel on the top forward line on Monday, and Hagel certainly has been one of the Hawks' better players so far this year in all aspects, really, and he was asked about this after practice, and he said, you know, he's just got to use his speed to, to make things happen, cause some havoc out there, go to the dirty areas, and, and get Kane or the puck, and then try to make yourself open and let him do the magic and help him as best as he can. Um, I'm really excited to see Brandon Hagel get this look with Doc and Kane on the top line because I I feel like the offensive side of his game, I don't think a lot of people think of him as a top line player, you know, but with that Swiss army knife ability that he has where he could really be anywhere up and down the lineup, you know, along with Kane and Doc, to me, that sounds like a pretty darn good first line, knowing what Hagel can provide that trio, and I know everyone, you know, wants to Brinkett and Kane to be playing together, I get that, and clearly they have a, a ton of chemistry together, they've been very solid these past couple of years, but I do think Hagel gives this group a little bit of a different aspect than that it does, you know, he's got some more speed and um, he's probably a little bit better on the back check than Debrinket is and just provides a little bit more sandpaper, which is one of Jeremy Calton's favorite words. Um, you know, obviously the Hawks may lose a bit in, in terms of Hegel's shot not being quite at the same level as Debrinket's, but I do th- still think Hagel has all the tools to succeed, not only in a top line role, but as I mentioned earlier, any role you put him in because of his versatility and putting him aside. Putting him beside Kirby Dock and Patrick Kane to try and get this offense going, I don't think is a bad idea at all out of head coach Jeremy Colleton, especially considering how active Brandon Hagel has been through these first three games, especially also when things aren't going well at all on the offensive side. The second line of Dominic Kubelik, Jonathan Taze, and Philip Kershev, that did remain together during practice yesterday, by the way, even though... They haven't done much at all in the offensive zone so far, but I do still think they deserve a little bit more time together. I think eventually uh, things are going to start clicking. Hopefully, you know, one goal will be the one that just starts uh, opening up the floodgates for this line because the Blackhawks really need them to be providing a lot more than they have so far. No goals out of that Blackhawks' second line in three games. The third line for the Hawks on Monday consisted of Alex DeBrinkett, Henrik Borgstrom, and Mike Hardman, as I talked about earlier, and to me, this this goes back to what I was saying about Strom, why not give him a look here on this third line with DeBrinken and Borgstrom, you know, I, I get Hardman's more physical and larger in size and may ultimately fit what this team is trying to accomplish right now, being tougher to play against, but this third line looks like a perfect opportunity for Dylan Strom. I mean, you can't tell me otherwise. There's clearly two skill guys there, and to and Borgstrom. And instead of putting Strom there, you know, on a line with one of his best buddies and one of the few places where he's actually had some success with the Blackhawks in the past, no. Instead, Colton elects to still healthy scratch him in favor of of Mike Hardman, who literally just arrived from the AHL. First off, what kind of message does that send to Dylan Strome? And second, just why the hell would you not give him at least one game alongside Alex to bring it to see, oh, well, you know what? Maybe this Dylan Strome guy still does have it. They don't even want to give him that opportunity. You know, they don't want to see what he has to offer. And I think that's because A, they don't want him getting hurt before a trade, or B, they already know he's three-quarters of the way out of the door at this point. So just for Strom to not be getting reps on that third line with DeBrink and Borgstrom, first off, it's ridiculous. And B, uh, second off, I guess I should say, uh, it's just another key indicator right there, in my opinion, that Stromer's not going to be around in Chicago for too much longer. And then the fourth line for the Hawks yesterday was Jujar Cara, Mackenzie Entwistle, and Tyler Johnson. How about that for Johnson, going from being... Kane and DeBrink at center on the top line to getting bumped down to the fourth line with grinders like Entwistle and Kara. But, hey, that goes to show you also, like Hagel, the unique skill set that Tyler Johnson has. He can also be that guy that can sort anywhere up and down the lineup and, and have some success because he can provide you with a little bit of everything. And also... Johnson has the ability to play both center and on the wing. In the last two years for the Tampa Bay Lightning, he was playing majority of his time on the wing, and the Blackhawks are utilizing that skill set of his hereby, leaving Entwistle as the man in the middle and moving Johnson to the right side. So with those three combining for the Blackhawks' fourth line, that left Ryan Carpenter, Adam Gaudette, and our boy Dylan Strom as the three extra forwards in practice. And in Calton's, um presser after the session. He sure made it sound like these were going to be the line combinations that he rolls with tonight against the New York Islanders. We'll have to wait and see if they remain the same during the morning skate here in uh, just a couple hours, but don't be surprised if what I just went over winds up being the forward group tonight for the Blackhawks. On defense, actually in practice on Monday, Colleton elected to just be consistently rotating all the defensemen together, so it didn't really get a good sense of what exactly the pairings will be against the Isles, but with only six defensemen on the roster at the moment, there's not going to be any surprises as to who's in and who's out later this evening. And if I had to guess, I'd probably assume that Jake McCabe and Connor Murphy, Calton's going to stick with them to be the top pairing once again and hope that they can find uh, a little bit more consistency. Uh, then that probably leaves Calvin DeHaan as, and Seth Jones as the second defensive pairing, and then Riley Stillman, who's been laying the boom so far this season, by the way, is expected to round things out on defense on that third pairing with Eric Gustafson. As for the starting goaltender against the Isles tonight, I mean, don't know for sure yet, but if I had to guess, you know, gotta say that Marc-Andre Fleury's gonna be back in there looking to redeem himself after... Getting pulled in the first period back in Pittsburgh on Saturday, although Flurry really wasn't the one to blame for all of that. That one was on the Blackhawks defense as a whole. So hopefully they can put together a much improved effort tonight in front of Flurry so that he can pick up his first victory as a member of the Blackhawks during the home opener tonight against the New York Islanders. All right, that takes care of the Blackhawks' projected lineup for tonight's game. Coming up in just a minute, I'll be going over all the gambling lines and odds for the contest. And I'll also be sharing a quick snippet from Locked On Islanders host Gil Martin on his preview and perspective of tonight's contest. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers however rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low the rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can even choose the brands specifications and the prices that you prefer best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. For segment three, before I wrap things up, I also want to go over all the gambling lines and odds for tonight's matchup with the Islanders, courtesy of our good friends over at betonline.ag. And according to BetOnline at the moment, the Blackhawks are plus 105 money line, which you may be thinking for an 0 and one team going up against the Islanders, you may be thinking, why is that so low? Well, the Islanders are also still looking for their first win of the season after losing both of their games so far this year against, to be fair, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers. So two tough ones to open up the year, both on the road as well, might I add. Uh, But actually, if you haven't been keeping up with the Islanders this year, then you probably don't know that they actually will be playing their first 13 games of the season on the road this year while their new stadium is still being built. 13 in a row. To open up the year on the road. Horrible stretch here in October and early November. But after that, in their final 69 games, they'll only play 41. Well, they'll they'll play 41 at home compared to just 28 on the road. So, if they can make it through this tough first opening stretch, then the Isles could be sitting pretty in the second half with a ton of home games back at their place. Back to the odds, though. Um, That's why the Blackhawks are just plus 105 money line in their home opener. On the other side, though, the Islanders are just minus 125, and I can't lie to you, folks. With the way the Hawks have been playing lately, minus 125 for the Islanders, which a team that nearly made the Stanley Cup last year, that's probably about as good as a number as you're going to get for a team of that caliber. So I got to admit, my gut is telling me to take the Islanders with close to even money on this one up against a Blackhawks team that hasn't looked capable of stopping anyone so far. As for the puck lines, the Blackhawks are plus one and a half at a whopping minus 235, which is basically unbettable unless you're taking like a three-leg parlay. On the other side, the Islanders minus one and a half are plus 190. And again, The Hawks have been blown out twice so far by quality teams this year. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer or anything. I'm just telling you how it is. Um, Those are pretty darn good odds for the Islanders to win by a couple of goals here tonight. $20 would be a $38 payout, so you can nearly double your money if that winds up hitting. Last for the over-under, that's currently at a flat 6. And the Islanders... They play a slower game. The Hawks also have had trouble scoring at 5-on-5 so far. For the first time this season, ladies and gentlemen, I am saying take the under. I think the Blackhawks want to play a much slower and much more boring game than they have so far. And if you know anything about Barry Trotz, then you know he has no problem playing that way on his end. Under 6 is currently at minus 15, while the over is currently at minus 105, so Pretty close to even there on both sides. Last one, the little a little segment that I want to start adding to my gambling odds and lines segment is uh, I want to add my prop bet pick for each contest. You know, on NBC Sports Chicago, they've been doing it for the past couple of years with pucks before uh, sports betting was legal. Now it is legal. They're they're talking about it on their show. I think it could be a lot of fun because. Honestly, me and my buddies, we don't really bet too much on hockey lines. We just bet on props that we like. So um, I will be actually, and with these props, I will actually be throwing down money on each one of these picks that I do before every game. So looking at some player props here, um, I haven't made up my mind yet. I'm genuinely just looking right now. Um, Anytime goal scorer, Alex Dobrynka, plus 150, not bad. Anders Lee, plus 170, I kind of like as well. What's Kirby Doc at? Plus 360 for Kirby Doc to be the anytime goal scorer. You put $10 on that, that's a $36 profit. That's not too bad, Doc. Playing with Kane once again, hot hand. He scored in back-to-back games. I kind of like that Kirby Doc to score a goal. How about this? How about Dylan Strome, plus 400 to score a goal tonight? Thanks a lot, Bet Online. He's not even in the lineup. <laughs> um, let me see real quick. A couple other props what we got here. Team props? No, I don't want to do that. Where's the where's the shots on goal? Player props. Here we go. Okay. Oh, no, they don't have it right now. What the heck? Well, they might have it later, so I guess I'm just going to go with either a first goal scorer or a, an anytime goal scorer. I'm going to stick with my gut, folks. I'm going Kirby Doc. Three games in a row that he gets a goal. I'm going to put... $10 on it, and the payout's going to be 36 so that's going to be my prop bet for tonight against the Islanders, and I will be keeping track, if I make any money over the course of the year, ladies and gentlemen, on these Blackhawks prop bets, so should be a fun new segment that I'm adding, and uh, should be a fun game tonight, the Blackhawks season opener at the United Center against the New York Islanders. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, October nineteenth episode of Locked Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to check out the Locked Fantasy Hockey podcast as host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience to make you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. So be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on my personal, you can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2 or you can also check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks. Let's go and get that first win of the year out of the way. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.